What's up guys, David here and welcome to the FitPro Daily. A brand new week means a brand new set of topics. And this week we're going to go a little bit back to last year and have a look how lockdown, how all the shutdowns really managed to change a lot of it for us fitness business owners. In particular, we're starting off with Sean Thompson coming on today to share his experience and his knowledge now in self-development and how we switched from face-to-face PT to online PT and how the actual lockdown really forced his hand. Anyway, before I do dive into today's guest interview, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, then press pause or press subscribe. Or if you listen to this on the podcast channels, then head over to YouTube, search for FitPro Lead Gen with Dave and subscribe to the channel. Anyway, let's dive into this week's guest interview. What's up, guys? David here, and welcome to the Fit Pro Daily. Today, we've got another guest interview, and we have Sean. I don't know, wh- where are you based, Sean? Uh, Brightnell, Brightnell, Berkshire. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. This is in, when, we're, when we're talking online and we're communicating with other people. We don't really know sometimes where we're actually based, yeah? So it's always good to kind of find out where people come from. So today is going to be quite an interesting one. We're going to talk a little bit about self-development and switching from PT to online because it it seems like it's been a big thing recently a lot of people kind of wanting to move away from pt to online so i think this one will get a lot of the self-development stuff and also front-end experience of how easy it actually is to go from a decent pt to a decent online business so first of all welcome to the show yeah thank you for having me david no problem at all no problem at all so the first question we always ask everybody is how did you get started in the fitness industry um initially started from getting a pt myself so um, my background is ice hockey um from the age of 16 i was pro um didn't really have a clue um anything on training nutrition nothing you you don't get that support in the ice hockey world it's not kind of big enough like um football um, it got to the point where I just said, I had enough's enough. I have to do something about this because otherwise this is going to go nowhere. Um, and I took on a local PT and it wasn't long. Where I was like, wow, like I can see how this not only relates to what I want to achieve, but how I could actually help other ice hockey players because it just wasn't a thing. There was just nobody in there helping other people. Um, you know, I saw incredible results and kind of at that point was out of work. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go and do my course and and just from the course uh, I did premier training in Windsor they were unbelievable like I just fell in love with the whole concept of it Um, and then that's just developed over time from moving from sports performance to more fat loss specific um, and then to kind of where I'm at now. So who did you used to play for? uh, A few teams so Brightnell Basingstoke had a spell in Manchester and Hull a little bit in Nottingham Um, so yeah been about a little bit. Oh, really? It's only like the last couple of weeks, me and Holly have been going to watch Cardiff Devils. Um, apparently, they're, they're, they're like one of the best teams in the UK, which I n- I've no no idea about. Yeah, so <laughs> <I'm saying> <laughs> I did I did wonder. I thought there might have been a link there. But no, yeah, they are. Um, yeah, they're a fantastic setup. I've got a good, a good few uh, friends playing on that team at the minute. So, uh, yeah, I had a spell against them back in the day. Um, but yeah, I've been retired two years now. Oh, really? Yeah. So what was that decision to kind of move into the fitness industry world once you kind of were going to hang, hang up your skates, I'm guessing? Yeah, that, that is the actual term. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, it was uh, I was 
I finished my career semi-pro. So it was still two games at the weekend and two trainings at nighttime in the week. Um, so I was PT and playing and it was kind of like a 50-50 split. Um, a big part of it, I lost the love for the game. Um, been playing since I was five, uh, pro since 16. It was just a lot of it. And I had a young family. Um, my youngest at the time was not quite one and I was missing a lot of time. So even though it was semi-pro, it was still trips up to Sheffield Telford, um, you know, longish journeys, you know, you'd lose the whole day, lose the whole weekend. Um, and then, yeah, that was a big, a big chunk of it was the family side of it. And then I think that just led <coughs> to the, the loss of love of, of the commitment side. Um, but knowing I had the the PT to fall back onto, it was kind of a, an easy break financially because I, I had a full time job um, in a sense. Yeah. So let's kind of dive into doing a work and a PT career at the same time? Because there's going to be people watching or listening to this now who are kind of in that same situation. Maybe they've got a full-time job and they're PTing at the same time. What kind of hints and tips have you got to really maximise your PT business while also still working full-time? Yeah, it is, it's tough, but it's something I've always done. Even early days PT, I was still gym instructing. Then I worked for another fitness company um, that did like kids fitness. So a lot of it was kind of like what they say, hands in different part, pots or whatever, just to try and bring that income. Um, and it's tough because I didn't realize where my PT business could go until I gave it the full attention. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had, to, I was playing semi-pro performing like a professional. So there wasn't much free time, but when I decided to start working on the self-development, um the biggest asset was reading um i hated reading at school absolutely hated it like my parents would laugh every time we went past the bookstore and said look you're going to pass out in a minute um but buying into that and reading uh little and often so it, it was like just 10 pages at a time or a chapter at a time um was a huge game changer in building my knowledge um and that's why kind of that was the key bit I introduced in the latter part of my playing career was more reading. Um, so when I was on the coach, there would be more reading or articles on YouTube because um, it was an easy way to kill time and not just kind of stare into thin air or watch the same film on the coach that you'd watch 10 times that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, for the people then who maybe are doing the face-to-face -face PT and the online PT, which we're going to talk about in a minute, you're saying basically you should either do one or the other. The more you can dedicate one time to one option, the better and the quicker that that kind of that aspect of the business is going to grow. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I've, I've had a couple of coaches um, over the past couple of years and they do tell you to, to bring that kind of that tunnel vision in. Um, it's very easy to kind of get caught up in, in this wide perspective and think of lots of things. But, you know, to really master something, you've, you've got to have your eyes on that one process or that one program or that one topic at a time. Um, and it works. It, I, I can never remember the saying. It's like master of one and something. I can never remember what it what it goes like. But it's so true. It's um, you can do it. And I do understand why people work a full time job and then PT on the side. But what you're what they'd have to realize at some point is, well, what what do you want to achieve? And if the answer is you want to be a full time PT, take you got to take that jump at some point. As much as it's difficult because you've got financial and bills and stuff to pay if you want to truly excel attention has to be on one main area so the million dollar question on that specific side of things when is the right time to jump from full-time employed for somebody else to 
full-time running my business, my fitness business? Yeah, I guess ultimately it comes down to finances, right? Because if you make the jump and it doesn't work and then you you can't pay bills, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out. The only thing I could um, suggest on somebody on that side is is making sure that if you've got a small clientele and it's really working and you're and you are fearful, is then get those prices up. Get those prices up on those current clients. Um, which will then obviously return feeling more comfortable with financial and to to get that jumper. I think you're gonna know, like if you're doing a good job, you're you're gonna have lots of people reaching out to you, wanting to work with you. Um, and yeah, I think it's gonna be a financial position that you know that you can cover your main part of your bills and still eat and things like that. Um, because at the same time, nobody wants to be struggling. Um but yeah, kind of, you know, in a sense, it got my hand got forced in mine because I decided to retire and step away um, rather than knowing that the time was right. So I knew I needed to um, distance myself from the old person that I was trainer wise, which was just turn up for a PT session, try and not fall asleep uh, and go home, <laughs> actually creating a purposeful business with a vision. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's kind of skip to the point of somebody's doing PT and they're seeing a lot of people doing well with the online. Or maybe you've just qualified as a PT and you your vision is just to go online from day one. What are the big things that people really don't consider when it comes to becoming an online fit pro? It's a lot bigger than you may realize. Um, I, I do find PT is for most and to start off with it's it is a lot about exercise and nutrition um you've got to be you've got to understand that side first when it comes to online you've got a different area of stuff that even don't link directly to what you're doing sales and marketing um communication copywriting is a a big skill which I, i enjoy doing but also is is very very difficult so um they always say you're your own competition, but you have to be realistic online. There is a lot more competition than for instance, myself in the local Bracknell area as a trainer. Um, so there are, it's, it's a huge stepping stone. I personally, I used to think online coaches were lazy and I do apologize to every online coach I ever put under that bracket because I thought PT was the ultimate. I thought you had to be in the gym and you had to be doing it. And people that stepped away from it, I'm like, oh, they just don't want to be here. They just don't want to put in the time and the effort. I was completely wrong. I do apologize. Completely wrong. Um, Because there is a lot of work you've got to do and also get people to buy in to what they truly need, um, which isn't squats and skipping and ropes. You know, some people, it's a deeper conversation. Um, Even problems that potentially go back to childhood, like you had to clean your plate um and how you were raised in a certain way there's there's so many elements to getting results online um and it takes time so patience is (coughs) patience and you know progression is is very very important okay so the 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 going online i'd love to go online now i hear somebody they're doing zoom sessions 10 times a day or maybe they're doing zoom sessions with one-to-one clients or we had Tim Drummond on the other day who was doing a 12-week coaching program for like £3,000. You've obviously been doing online for a little bit now and you have a good idea of maybe a, a few of the options. Which is generally the, the 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 easiest option if you actually wanted to get started online? Um, 
yeah first off tim's uh video was awesome loved it uh really uh really good chat that one but um i think a really good entry point and it's really easy to set up is like a subscription plan you know like facebook groups are free um you kind of you can create a facebook group you can create a, a challenge um remember a lot of the time when you start out as a pt you've got to get you've got to get your testimonials you've got to get your reviews you've got to get your results um because that's what people go by like you could enter the pt world and charge high rates if you can provide a reason why you can charge that rate you don't have to come in at what the lowest pt is in your local area um i think a lot of people get misconcept they try and battle on prices rather than actually standing out from the crowd um so you know if you did want to come strand on, I would say you've still got to get results. So you may, um, you know, you may offer five people a, a free challenge um, and get the results. We're talking like absolute starting PT here. Like um, if you're more, if you're a bit further down the line um, and you've got your results from your reviews, then you would kind of just be selling, look, I can do this. But I think a nice monthly subscription plan proving what you can do on like a private Facebook group where you offer support um, and lives is great. Um, I'm not a massive, I don't really like online workouts. Um, I think if you're going to do workout, go and get a face-to-face -face PT and have that human interaction. Um, cause it's a lot harder online. It's it's okay. But I think optimally, if you want the exercise assistance, go get a face-to-face -face PT, but moving online. Yeah. Something like a, a free Facebook group where you, you show what you can do. Nice. Okay. So how important is it online then? So like DK9 is an over 30 studio. How important is it online to have a specific tag audience to work with? Yeah, it's, it's important. I've learned the hard way. You know, first off, I was trying to save the world. Uh, it isn't going to happen. Um, one really good thing and really good advice I've come across over the past few months or so, You some of you may have heard of things like avatars, What's your avatar? Who's your perfect client? Well, ultimately, you are your perfect client. Your process and your journey is that type of person you're looking for. So I call my prospect clients, I call them disheartened dieters, the people that have dieted hard, multiple diets, um, and they just feel like there's no answer. They, they've tried everything. Nothing is going to work for them because that's exactly where I was at. Um, you know, a lot, a lot, some people know my story. I was 20 pounds heavier as a professional ice hockey player um, because a lot of it was due to sleep that led to overeating. Um, I would try and reduce my calories in the week and then I would consume way over 10,000 at the weekend. Um, just trying to survive the games and just like those whole pack of Haribo sweets, I'd crush those in a game. Um, and it was just that vicious cycle that I couldn't break. And, and that's the people I want to, I want to work with. That's the people that I want to, to help. Um, is it as niche down as to someone like yourself with kind of like the thirties? The uh, not quite. Um, but again, if you're trying to find the perfect person that you can relate to, that's where you get your best results as well. Nice. Okay. So we've kind of covered the, the ground basement, like to really get started with online. So let's say people have got an online side to their actual fitness business going now. When did you know the right time to transition across from PT to actually becoming a proper online coach? So my hand got forced. I wanted to go online before lockdown. Um, lockdown forced that hand. Like you've got to, you've got to go and you've got to go now. Um, so that's what I first started with. I started with a free, uh, not 
a free challenge. It was um, an entry price challenge. So um, X amount and the winner would win a big okay. chunk of money. Um, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe how well it went. Um, and then that allowed me time and my web developer to, to create um, a members only platform um, so that it could actually be a bigger project than just um, a Facebook group. Um, that was kind of the slow build up. But what I started doing, which I didn't realize at the time um, how much of a big effect that was going to have is I was offering free 30 minute calls. I was doing it to help people in lockdown just as a, a free giveaway. And I was like coming out of these calls with this huge excitement and buzz and people were like writing testimonials on like a 30 minute call. I'm like, this is insane. Like that person is actually going and doing that work. Um, and then you just start building like, oh my God, people do this as a service. People <laughs> sell business coaching and um, behavior change coaching and things like that online and just returning incredible results. So after those first few clients, once I had set up the, the package, the the return was insane in not only the result the client was getting but how i was feeling about that result as well um and in a way how effortless it was i was given my knowledge and they were using it which can be quite unusual um for somebody who does pt um because you kind of have somebody come in doing a workout with you you tell them about their food diary you tell them about you know why are you overeating but that goes astray, whether because they're fatigued from the session or it's just not what they're buying into. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the the forcing of the hand just opened up this incredible door for me. Nice. OK, so the, the, we've decided we are going to go online. We, we kind of know the model. We know the audience. We know like now's the good time to really go for online. The big question for everybody is how do you actually find clients? How do you find somebody that wants to train with you online? Yeah, they, it's it's tough. And, you know, for anybody that is that is watching, I have got a lot of growth to do. There is a lot of more work and, and things to, to go with it. Um, a lot of it's uh, what I find and what I find that you're insane that we just said uh, how busy have you been before we came on is the consistency with the content you've got to get the right content out, but you do have to be consistent with your messaging because a lot of times with clients is they won't come to you straight away. It could be six months. It could be 12 months later. It's like a, a lot of the time when you're putting out content, it's a, it's a seed that grows. Um, so consistency is important. Uh, multiple platforms. You've got to have one, which you love. I love Instagram. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't mean you can't be on Facebook um twitter linkedin stuff like that you you've got to be active in a lot of areas um but one thing that i've figured out over the last year or so is how key email marketing is um i used i used to poo poo email marketing like i used to call online coaches lazy email marketing didn't work because i didn't open emails but that was just me doesn't mean that other people aren't opening emails and still reading your messaging, what you're trying to get across to people. Um, and it's another access point because as we all know, we scroll and we may not see some content, even though that content was made for you, you may not see it. So if you consistently put that message out, eventually you're going to catch that person. Um, and if the messaging is good enough, the copywriting is good enough, they will love what they see and they'll want to talk and they'll want to buy into the program. Nice. Okay. So we've covered all the basics there. Now let's move into more, a little bit more of self-development. As a gym owner, as a PT, as a boot camp uh, owner, 
offline. You have to be at your session 10, 15, 20 minutes before. Uh, you stay in there 10, 20 minutes afterwards. You have to be in a certain place at a certain time to get the client's results, so to be there for your clients. Whereas when you're online, like you say, you might be giving them coaching programs or you might just have to send a couple of messages, but there's no real time. There's no like deadlines and stuff. How do you keep yourself motivated and keep turning up to make sure you keep actually scroll scaling and not just kind of like almost like hit a brick wall where you just kind of stagger for a long time? Um, yes. Yeah, so ultimately what I work with my clients on that is, is a vision statement. It's the, it's the absolute ultimate goal. Um, the dream goal, you know, when a lot of people dream about something, they want the lovely house or they want a fast car, etc. It's making that more purposeful. It's not just saying you want that stuff. It's actually really wanting stuff. So what I get a, a lot of my clients, um, I can never remember the app it's called, but they create like a vision board. Anytime something comes up, they put it on the vision board. So it could be like a sofa that they want in their house, you know, a landscape that they want on their house. They're the perfect partner. Um, once you create that bigger vision. So for me, what ultimately I'm looking for is financial freedom for my family. Um, and that excites me being able to create that freedom for us, which, you know, if you want to go on holiday, where do you want to go? Um, if you want to go for dinner, where do you go? It, it doesn't matter because that, you know, that money is readily available. Um, and that excites me and that gets me up. Um, and what I do then to break it down is I came across um, in the self-development, a thing called a power list, which brings your attention to the most three to five important tasks uh, to do every day. And they get done before everything else. Um, and then that then kind of moves that needle forward daily little baby steps, that patience, team tortoise and all that, little baby steps that leads eventually one day that vision will be hit. Um, you've just got to kind of be patient for it. Yeah, yeah. And that is the thing. So the power list, three to five things. Uh, you might have don't need to disclose your own, but what are those three to five things that most people should really be putting on that list that they have to get done first, especially as an online coach? Yeah. So if we're talking purely business, because it can be used for health um, or even just family and friends, it can be used as a social element as well. If, you're, if you've got a poor social life, but if we're talking purely business, um, it's, it's any task that moves the needle forward. Uh, so, for instance, one thing that is regularly on there at the minute because it's not consistent for me is uh, direct messaging, sending out messages to hot leads, uh, warm leads or sometimes you have to do the cold stuff um but that's generally i find that stuff is uh, new connections on linkedin i kind of see who is in my local area maybe look at their job role or something that they've been following and then you just reach out and, and start communicating and, and again planting more seeds um so you know send for example send out 20 dms and create one piece of content um specific content to clients um you know, it could be anything like that. But what it is, it's it's an achievable task that you're not currently doing. OK, a lot of people get confused and, and overwhelmed and think the solutions to your problems are bigger than the problem itself. They're not. So even if you know, even if you're you're not sending any messages, put down, send one message. That's an achievable task you're not currently doing. Then it can go to two and, and onwards. Um yeah, and it's just keeping it as simple as it can. As long as it's something you're not doing, which means you've improved from yesterday, that's powerful. That is taking you a step forward in the direction you want to go. 
Okay, one thing that you mentioned earlier, which I despise doing, just like you, is reading. I really don't like reading. But what is the 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 purpose? How can reading or whatever else really change your business? Uh, knowledge is is unending. It does just never ends. You can continue to learn you know, on and on. And I had such a big period of not learning. Like for me, wasn't, I was okay at school, but I had to work for it. Um, so until like two, three years ago, where I came across a podcast called the MF CEO, uh, it's a bit Marmite. He's, uh, I, you know, I like him, but he's a bit of a potty mouth, um, but very motivational. Um, and he spoke about, you know, MF, what would you say it was called? MF CEO. I won't say what it stands for. He'll he'll tell you if you listen to it. Um, but basically, he tells you that you're that you're the CEO of your life. That's what he's saying. Um, and yeah, it's it's yeah. It, so he talks about uh, reading ten pages a day. So keeping it really simple. Um, and you know, once the ten pages over, you stop. Or if you've got the flow, keep going. But it's a minimum ten, um, and you can even strip that back as far as as you want. But you know, I, when I first started, I was like, I, you know, I, I don't like reading, but I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> Hundreds of books later, you just get into this flow. One person recommends one, or your friends send you one, or something, um, and you just feel it off. So I've gone from self development to my most recent reading is more psychology based. Um, and it just takes you off in completely different areas and depends what is most important to you at, at that time. OK, so something I wasn't really focusing on, but this might be a good because the way the topic is going. There's going to be a lots of business owners watching and listening to this now who kind of like I used to be and kind of a little bit of how I am now where there's no real structure. There's no real plan to the day. I'm guessing from the way you're talking, you have some sort of structure, some sort of way that you have to do certain tasks each day. How did you come up with that type of plan? Or isn't that plan really needed as long as you hit your like your three to five powerless things? Yeah. So yeah, it, less planned. You know, you see a lot of these people with the morning rituals and routines. I've got two kids. I've got to do dad stuff um, and I've got to do business stuff as well. So for me, it it stems from the power list. I just find that's the most easiest thing. When I sit down at this desk, the power list is right there in front of me um, and it's it's go. OK, what's number one? OK, nothing gets done till number one's done. Tick, two, three. So it depends on what's set for the day. I think I only had four set for today because that's all I could think of within the time I had. Um, but what I do is I set this the night before. So if I've got a quiet day there's going to be bigger tasks the next day if it's very busy um obviously you know talking to you today and, and clients and stuff so it's a bit more focused orientated tasks that i can get done but again achievable that i wasn't currently doing um so yeah i'm i wouldn't say i'm a huge routine guy it's just that's what that's the focus and that's got to get done nice 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 okay so kind of to finish off then is there anything else on self-development or online coaching or switching to online coaching that you think maybe we haven't covered so far um in terms of self-development the biggest thing you come up i come across against is is failure as a lot of people see failure as final um it either paralyzes them or they give it a go and they quit because they tried it once and it, and it didn't work um failure is is the key to success you are going to fail. We've we failed all of our life. 
um, at many different things like walking and cycling and swimming. We've constantly failed. Um, but yet, as we get older, whether because we're kids, we were laughed at because we were we were talking and we stuttered our words or we tripped over a bag or something that we now are not allowed to to fail anymore. Um, whereas actually, if you if you utilize failure um, and recognize and learn from it and come back stronger, you will no longer fail at that anymore. That you will become successful as and you keep moving forward. Um, but to do that, you've got to try the task. You've got to give it a go. Um, I just did a free challenge uh, last week. The, the live went insane. Uh, the community was insane. I got zero sales. Um, was I frustrated? Yes, I was frustrated. I was in my head. I had I, I, these sales were coming in. Uh, it was it went too well to not get any sales. So all I did is once I'd calmed down, is I sat down and wrote down what went right, what went wrong, what needs improving. Um, so that when I do it again, if I do it again, if it could have been the challenge that was the problem, um, that I don't make the same mistakes. So next time, even if I get one sale, I've made an improvement. <clears throat> so it's just having that patience and understanding that as long as you learn from your failures, then you are going to succeed one day. It just might be a bit longer than you hoped for. Yeah, because like there's two things you basically said there as well. Not only did you create the the five day event, but you've you've you like you say you've sown that seed. Now there might it might just be the wrong time for somebody to buy, but when it comes to January, they were like, oh, I remember that five day thing Sean was doing, and I think I'm ready now. Let's reach out to Sean. So we even we do these type of things, and nobody buys. Don't feel like it's the end of the world. Um, sometimes maybe you just need to like say reframe it. Or that is just you laying the groundwork to a couple of weeks later, those people will actually come on board. So, like, don't give up or think, like, I should never do this again, especially when people do Facebook ads and stuff like that. They put some money in the ads. They spent a fiver. They got no leads. Give up. It didn't work. It was like, well, maybe you just put them on the wrong time of, of the day or maybe the ad copy wasn't strong enough. There's always things that can be tweaked and learned. So, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's definitely key. Anything final to finish off? Just the, the T word that you use there, timing. It, honestly, like the, the timing, if you look at your life and your investments, do you always jump on the first thing that somebody approaches you, you know, approaches you? So when you're going and, and you're having a, a prospect call or planning call with, with a client and they say no, um, it may be the wrong timing. It's the same way it might be the wrong timing for you. You may have a lot of outgoings or you've paid for a large holiday you know, you have to understand as frustrating as it is, because you know that you can help that person, the timing might not be right. So staying engaged with that person, getting them on your mailing list or your free group, just even just checking in, just having a check-in day with with warm leads, um, you know, and building a relationship, because that's the most powerful thing is trust is a hard thing to get online, really hard, because there's no real human connection um, to, to allow that trust. So be patient and again plant those seeds love them water them give them sunlight because you never know it could be the best client you've ever had just in in 12 months time nice 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 so for anybody watching this then who maybe like is quite interested in some of the self-development stuff that you've been talking about or maybe is now ready to make that leap to the online world maybe they have a few questions how could people potentially reach out and have a chat with you uh i am a lover of instagram um so i'm on there as taurus underscore pt 
Um, but yeah, if there is anybody that just wants to chat, I'm more than happy to help because I've gone through the battle, the struggle mostly by myself all, the, all my career. So I know how tough it is to wait. So just don't wait. Just reach out. Even if you just want to ask a question, I'm, I'm more than happy to help. Sean, I appreciate your time today. We'll probably have you on probably, I don't know, at some point next year again. Yeah. Thank you very much. Anyway, speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was Sean Thompson coming on to give us an insight into his own personal self-development and how the lockdown really forced his hand to move from face-to-face to online personal training. Tomorrow, I'm going to share with you the five things that we changed due to the pandemic or due to the lockdown. But until then, I'm going to leave you be. I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Cheers.